Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Welcome, this is uh, Andy Steinberg. Hey, yo, it's Sly. Are you Adrian? This is the Rocky special, because we are here in Philly. Where they no longer have the Rocky statue at the top of the steps. Yes, they put it at the fucking, uh, the bottom now. I think it's at the, yeah, the bottom. See what they, how they do dark shit? <laughs> the statue is fucking gray. Anything dark goes to the bottom. It's fucked up. <sighs> Rocky one, round one. Um, uh, let me get to my notes because we just was on some other shit. So, Rocky knows. Okay. Uh, you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Why? Can I just tell you why it was important to me? Yes. All right. So, uh, the movie's 1979, right? No, Se- no 75. 75, okay. Yeah, I so, was just, I was yeah. born in 75. Yeah, and... Uh, my dad, my my, he's not really my stepfather. I, and I hate calling him my stepfather. This is the dude who raised me. Uh, so daddy, nigga. That's my daddy. Uh, and uh, so I'm this like Mexican Jew kid growing up with this Italian dude, right? And we had a lot of things. That, we had a lot of disagreements when I was growing up as a kid. You smack him around? Yeah, we, he did his Italian discipline. So he did okay. Yeah, yeah, he was a belt. Okay, right. He was a big man, too, so his belt was big. Again, that's why Italians and niggas are great. We do the same shit. Go ahead. So, um... But we had a lot of the things that we had in common was uh, baseball. And then he. Uh, That's your daddy. Yeah. Call to tell you. Tell, about tell, to fuck tell, you up. Yeah, yeah. He died, but he's calling right now. He, uh, uh, so we had baseball. He liked boxing. So I liked boxing because I wanted to bond with him. And then this Rocky movie came out. There was not a moment in my dad's life that I ever saw him. And that joke that Eddie Murphy tells about... The, All right, Rocco! About white dude, Italian dudes getting so excited about Rocky. Like, yeah. overly excited. Right. That was my dad, man. He, about Rocky. He, he, like, took so much pride in that movie. And it was, like, this greatest moment right. for me with him because he took me to see it. And he was so proud. And he was, like, bigger than life. Yeah. And that's what that movie... That's why that movie meant as much as it does, as it does to me. It was, it was where we finally became like father-son. Right. Um, and to your point, or point-counterpoint, uh, my dad didn't like Rocky because he would always say, what, what would make your dad hype, my dad would treat as hype. No white man beat no niggas up like that. 
the white man. I said I mentioned this on the podcast because it was Rocky Three, the montage in the beginning, when Rocky's now successful and Burt Young is sitting in the neighborhood bar, watching Rocky on the screen, just hit niggas literally and knock them off their feet and damn it through the ropes. And my dad's white man don't beat no niggas like that. And my dad came up in that era of the seventies when niggas in the heavyweight division was at its tip top best. Ken Norton, Joe Frazier, a prime George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, when niggas was greasy and fought <laughs> for fucking pride, nigga. Um, white man, white man kick niggas' asses like that bullshit. Um, but yeah, man, listen, I'm going to steal something from Patrice. Rocky three, and we, we, we right now we only talk about Rocky one, but I bring this up to make my point. Rocky three, well, let me say it the opposite. The first Rocky of all the Rockies is the best movie from a story standpoint, writing standpoint, character arc, uh, making you feel what you're supposed to feel, the underdogs. It's the better movie. Rocky Three is the more entertaining movie. It's got the glitz and the glamour to it. Yeah, but... Yeah, I feel like... You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you're, you're right. It's, it's in terms of popcorn, mm-hmm, uh. entertaining. It's the more entertaining. This one, though, is the better movie. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I just watched it before you came over here. And I, I, that's why I had to say that. Because... You watched th- one or three before? One. Okay. I watched, I watched three on the plane ride over here, but I watched one literally before you came here. And I mean, the way... What's great is it, Rocky. Yes, it's about it's it's a it's a it's about boxing. It's it's not about how do I say this? It's a boxing movie, but it's not a boxing movie. No, it's a it's it's about life as the other opponent, right? And it being an underdog and a, a loser and someone struggling to, to make a name for himself. And it's a fucking love story. It's a love story. It's that story about all I need is one opportunity, right? And Just even then, he he wasn't necessarily believing in believing in himself. No. So, doubt, fear, um, you know. I, I wrote it down. There's moments where you know he's made to feel like his whole life he's been nothing but a loser. Mick didn't want to have anything to do with him at first. The girl who he walks home and he tries to give some advice to at the end, she goes, "Hey, Rocky," and he's thinking. Man, I you know I, just I affected did her. Yeah. I did something. She goes, "Screw you, bozo." You know, you know it, it's uh, I, there's another thing I wrote down, but there's there's moments in the movie where he's just made like, "Yo, man, my life ain't shit." Uh, Gazzo's driver, who was fucking hilarious. Hey, Rock, it looked like somebody ran all over your face. You, you get a date with this girl? Take her to the zoo. I heard she's retarded. Retards love, love the zoo. zoo. You know, it's just and so every man. Every woman, but every man has felt that, has gone through that, what it's like to feel like you ain't shit. And that movie speaks to people like that so powerfully that, you know, man, that movie is, is, is a classic for a reason. But to me, the, one of the impressive things I thought in the movie, uh, if you know the whole backstory, and I know you know the whole backstory. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, if you're a diehard Rocky fan, but you really want to know the inside of Rocky, YouTube the making of Rocky. Uh, and it's a two-hour kind of documentary on the making of Rocky. It's super interesting. Go ahead. But we'll give you some of the, the, the small notes. Sylvester Sloan won. Uh, he had done uh, 
What was the movie that I, I even talked? I even told you that oh, the other day. Oh, something Flatbush. Yeah, the, the Lords of Flatbush. Flatbush. Uh, it was basically one of the only movies I think that he had any real dialogue. Uh, it might have been his only movie, but he had that out. He um, he had written Rocky. Uh, he wanted to star in it and be the writer. They wanted the 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 the, the good looking guy from Lords of Flatbush to be the uh, the star of the movie, and that was only even after. They thought that that was him, but they didn't want him to really have anything to do with it other than being the writer. They wanted to, to they wanted to to uh, own the movie. Man, bravo to the balls of Sylvester Stallone, which is a testament to look, man. Whatever your dream is, hold on to it, and don't necessarily let money or the lack of money scare you out of your dream. Because by holding on to your dream and saying fuck that money. You can turn around and get the money. And, you know, look, his situation was such, motherfucker's broke. He's so broke, he sold his dog, right? Sold the dog that is actually Buckus in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, because he bought it back. Right. So he, he was so broke, the motherfucker sold his dog. Um, and he wasn't selling it to make money. He sold his dog because he couldn't afford to feed it. Right. He couldn't afford to feed the motherfucker. He could barely afford to feed himself. Um, and he's been offered this money now. And he's been offered this money, and he said, you know what? I got to play this part. So unless... I get to be Rocky. I'm not selling it. And so the producers went back in. Was it Paramount that bought it? I don't even know who bought it. Right. Who optioned it? United Artists. United Artists yeah. is the one who optioned it. Yeah. So they agreed on on the, the the producers went back and said, look at his scene in Lords of Flatbush. But they thought he was the good looking guy, the well spoken guy right. in Lords of Flatbush. And so they agreed upon it, and he got the uh, a really small budget. They only right. have what like 30 days to film this movie. Or something. I think so. Yeah. And uh, but because of that. That's what makes Rocky great, because that you know what I hadn't seen this movie right. in a while, and you said you just saw it today. Yes, dude, you know how it starts off, just the white letters that say Rocky yeah. slides by the screen yeah. Yeah. like someone made this yeah. in, in a high school, right. and that's all you see is just the letters slide across the screen, right. and then the beginning of the movie starts. Yeah, and just everything that they did, they did it on such a tight budget, and as you go through the movie. Uh, and if you and if you watch that documentary about it, there's just certain things that made the movie better, like the ice skating rink. That's a big one, right? Because they didn't have money. It was supposed to be a big scene. And Gazzo gives him fifty bucks uh, to to take her out, uh, and they go to the ice skate rink, which is closed. And he offers the guy who's running it ten bucks for ten minutes. Right. Yeah. And what that was supposed to be is it was supposed to be a big scene outside. It was supposed to be all a lot of people. It was, right. but because they didn't have that, they had to figure out a way to make some kind of date. Yeah. And that scene is a cool, you learn so much about the two characters. Right. From that Without scene. the distraction of a hundred extras. extras, you know, it's, it's, it's always, you know, it's always great or very interesting to me when you, cause you, it's, it's like that saying when you're rich and you're famous and, Everybody wants to be your friend, and everybody sees the the final product, but no one understands the work that goes into getting to that point. Yeah, and so we see the final product, and it looks perfect. But you go, "Wow, that really happened!" Like when you find out the what you know the the the, the story about what happened, what took place, what had to be sacrificed, what had to be changed. It's amazing, but that shit's amazing. Those to me. things lead to better movies, I think. Because yeah. look, look what happens when uh, George Lucas gets too much money for Star Wars, and then he makes these the, the prequel. Is it with, with the prequels? The yeah, it was the prequels where right. we had, you had Jaja Jaja Binks. Binks, and you have all these weird care. And, and he was you go too far. You go moral too far. of the story: 
Bigger is not always better. Less can be more. Less can be more. So shout out to all my little dick niggas out there. You know, if your passion is there, don't give up on your dreams of fucking a bad bitch. Because somewhere out there, your key fits a lock. You understand? Now, you ain't, everybody can't be like me and had kind of dick to just bust door locks open. You know what I mean? I do SWAT shit and I bust up in you. Now, there is a battering ram. Some people there are lock, you go. Some people are locksmiths. Locksmiths, goddammit. <laughs> I'm a battering ram, nigga. You do the three-finger count before we bust open your door. Um, and you talk about indelible characters. Let me, here was my question as I was watching the Rocky today. How many Rocky movies in before Talia Shear, Shire, who plays Adrian, becomes sexy? Dude, there's a couple scenes in the Rocky where I think... One? One or two where she's cute. She don't get nice to me till three. There's, there's a scene in there where she's looking at Rocky... And there's this like little beauty, like there's just this moment where she just has this really. Do you know specifically what moment that is? No, I like I didn't write it down or anything, but I thought because I I was no I was thinking about that right because my girlfriend came in and was watching saw and I don't think she's ever saw Rocky like <laughs> not from beginning to end, and she saw that and she was listening to her uh, in, I think it was like four. Mm-hmm. When she's now she has money and she's a little right. she's and she goes what is who's this bitch? And, <laughs> how and, dare you? And she's how dare you, madam? And she she's like who is that? And I go you got to see the development of the character to even understand what right. happened here. And uh, and then I pointed out to her who she was, and then I said she's she, she's. Uh, She's from The Godfather. I go, this is like, I don't even Which know. Which really were her only two big roles. But I don't even know why you go for, because you she went from The Godfather to Rocky, right? Right. That's the order, right? Now they will fear you, Michael. Maybe they should fear you. Yeah, go ahead. But it's so weird to, to, to go through that Academy Award. Right. And now you're taking a movie with somebody who doesn't have any money. Like right. the movie. Well, did she do uh, Godfather first? That's what I'm saying. You, you go from Godfather. So she did do Godfather first. I think so. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure it was Godfather. I, I, I'll have to look it up. Okay. If I'm wrong, everybody can be mad. You can write in about it. No, you can't be wrong because Godfather, that's when Pacino was damn near at his youngest. Yeah. And by the time Rocky rolled around in the 70s, Pacino had gotten older. So, yeah, no, you're right. She did Godfather first. But then, and then she does this movie, and it couldn't be, there couldn't have been a lot of money in it. Well, but then, then, then again, I mean, if you're talking about from a respect factor, from a quality of work factor right i see your point but nigga we live from job to, to job. job yeah i know you gotta take so the next she job ain't getting nothing else that job's on the table there it is but it was it was interesting and and you know she was i think she played the character great i, I did watch a thing where they t- where they had an interview i watched i read this little interview with her and they didn't have money for uh wardrobe yeah. So they asked her to go out and make that character. Boy. She invented that 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 go- the the nerdy character. I've done those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Those glasses and everything. She picked right. all that shit out. Yeah, because I was looking at the first one today. I was like, God damn, boy. But then I, I'm looking at it from my eyes, going, this nerdy, goofy shit. And I'm going, what would Rocky be? But he was. He wasn't no prize. No, and he's kind of a, he's not smart. Right. It's the slow talking. You easy. The bad jokes. This one's link. This is cuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they kind of they they yeah they fit each other. Yeah, but she's and she and, and fit each other because they complement each other too. They're both right. they're both a little off. Yeah, but she's smart. Introverted is smart. that the right? Introverted thing? is a good yeah. word. 
And uh, so, no, I, I think that the, the I thought they did. He didn't. And I was going to ask you this, and it's in here in my notes. We saw all those little jokes, those little one-liners in there that that he does, right? Like the way he's trying to be funny, yeah, right. And he does, and then in two, and I don't want to get too far ahead of this, but in two, there's a lot of like little things that he says, like they said, "Hey, Rocky, uh, they say you might have brain damage." And he goes, "I didn't see any." Right. You know. Yeah. Could Sylvester Sloan been a comic? No. The things he no, writes, no, it's no, so no, funny. No, They're just no, these little. No, no. You don't think no, so? No. I will not let you have that. Did you see Throw Mama from the Train? Yeah. No. Did you see Oscar? Yeah. No, 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 Why? Let me ask you again. Did you see the movies? Yeah. What's wrong with Throw Mama for a Train? What made you think he could do comedy? Where is he in Throw Mama for a Train? He's the star of the movie, him and Estelle Getty. She's the the mother. She's his mother. Throw Mama from the... Throw Mama from the Train. Where Danny DeVito is... That's Danny DeVito. Wait a minute. What was the movie he did with Estelle Getty when she plays his mother? Oh. You're right. It's not Throw Mama from the Chain. Yeah. Stop or my mom will shoot. Oh. Stop or my... You're right. Yeah. Stop or my mom will shoot. That's not even in my head. That's so bad. Did you see that fucking yeah. movie? And even worse than that, Oscar with Marissa Tomei where he plays the you're gangster. Right. That's right. So he can only write jokes if he writes it as a slow person. That's funny. But That's funny. <laughs> But he can write the jokes because that's the character. He's not trying to be funny. His character Character. is just like that. And even his character's jokes aren't funny. No. He's unintentionally funny. funny. But you have to be somewhat, I would think you have to be somewhat funny to write that. He's the guy at home funny. He's the, the, with his boys funny. And unintentional stupidity, unintentional stupidity uh, is... It's easy to write. It's easy to write. Because we're all unintentionally stupid sometimes. Well, when we're stupid, generally, it's unintentional. We're not trying to be stupid. Because that would be stupid. stupid. <laughs> Pass the blunt, nigga. We just ventured off into high talk. Let me, let me ask you. The scene where they come back from the ice skating ring and they go to his crib. Yeah. And he takes his shirt off and he's got the wife beater with the hole in it. Stains. Started a Me Too movement right here. I was going to say. Little Peppy Le Pewish. You, but well, he wouldn't let her leave. But he just door. stood in front of her. But he didn't put he, he put his hands he up. He put his hands up. But then even when he kind of went in for the kiss, she wasn't like she said no. But she was shy, and he still kept putting his. I don't want to use forcing, but imposing his will. And then they sink down to the floor. Felt a little peppy the pewish. And it was kind of ironic that he had on black pants with a white top. He had on skunk colors, nigga. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think every movie that you watch because of the, the climate that we're in, right. we have that other eye now that we have to uh-huh. look at everything with. And I saw it, and mm. yeah, that, but see, and this is where we were, we were crossed up because when, when we were at that age, men were taught like women need to be brought out. Right. Because they're not going to. They don't. They want to bring it out of them because they want to kiss you. Old school shit. They want to kiss you, but th- that would make them nasty girls, right. easy girls. You got to snatch the pussy out of them. You got to bring it out of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that that that's what that felt like a little bit. Like she's shy. Right. Why you want to go? Right. You know. But right. and I got to tell you, when he first did, when I first saw that movie, right. I was ten, I was uh, seventy six, so I was eleven years old. Yeah. And he put his arms up like that. Yeah. I never seen like armpit hair like that when I was a kid. What, it was stringy, stringy, and yeah, yeah and it was. And I, I thought that was the Gross. grossest scene Listen, at the man, time when I was a don't, kid. They don't make men. Them, them was the last days 
a real man is. We're going to stand in front of the door. We're going to stand in front of the door. We're going to take the pussy damn near. The, the underarm hair looks wild. It's old school men, nigga. We ain't like that no more. It was he was wearing his wife beater with a little hole. With a little hole, and yeah. it's it's in grease stain. Um and, and dude, and again, uh the characters. Um how do you not love Mickey? Uh dude, uh was it Burgess, Burgess Meredith. Meredith. So good. And he was don't he was one of the original villains of Batman. He was uh Penguin. Penguin. He, yeah, he was great. Um and you know what else he was in, which when we were talking about eighties movies, uh Yesterday, um, one of my favorite movies with Chevy Chase, Foul Play. That was a good movie, actually. That's with yes. uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Goldie Hawn. Yeah, that's his first. That was his first movie after Saturday Night Live. That was the one that was supposed to catapult him into yeah. superstardom, and it was a hit movie. It was, yeah. but we'll save that for because we. That's the more we we'll go on back the bone. on the eighties. Yeah. Um, again, we talk about like, when I just say old school. Italian, old school men, old school thinking, old school behavior, old school sayings Mick was from that school where he said shit that motherfucker said and you didn't think twice when he says to Rocky um, something about why you don't like me and Mick says to him uh, cause you got hard kid but you fight like a goddamn ape that shit made me laugh a fucking ape and really that's how Rocky fought cause when they start the movie off with him in the room with, with, in the fight with Rico Spider yeah it's just... He's a bar brawler. He's a bar brawler uh, with no real technique. And, and let me just say, incidentally, because this is the thing that's obviously common in all the Rocky movies, especially from two on. Um, if boxers threw punches and connected in real life to what they do in these Rocky movies, nigga, boxing would be the greatest sport on the world. Them niggas cock back from China with large looping hooks that connect flush to the face. And these niggas take the punch, the neck snaps back, and they keep doing this for rounds. Dude, if they took jabs the way they do this. <laughs> In Rocky. Yeah, they'd be done. They'd oh. be done within five rounds. Oh, my God. A fighter's career would be three years. You talk about the suspension of disbelief. But they did talk about it. He And, 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 and this is also something. For, he wanted better fight scenes. He well, he gave us movie fight scenes. scenes, but but before they were really bad because they didn't show the they didn't show the fights. They really, would, you would just see like the the guy getting punched. You'd see the the gloves coming. You in. know, it was almost like when you play boxing games that are virtual. Yeah, on the on the video and they're first person yeah. or whatever you call that. Yeah, well, yeah, like uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they never showed it because they didn't know how to film it. Well, damn, what a goddamn extreme. Yeah. He didn't find a medium. This nigga said, "Let me give you the most ridiculous shit ever, dude." If you wa- and if you watched one, there are some punches. That oh, where they flat out miss. They and so badly, so badly, and them niggas act like they've been hit. <laughs> That's how you know you got a great fucking movie, nigga. <laughs> when you can make them kind of mistakes and people still love the movie. Let me tell you something. When Mike Tyson hit niggas flush, it was over. Rocky and these movies, these motherfuckers for eight, nine rounds is punching each other flush in the face with large looping hooks and still standing. Oh, goodness. Uh, Oh, one more before you go. Go ahead. Since I'm on Mick and uh, he said, you you dumb. uh, 
he called him a Dago. dumb Dago. Ooh, yeah. You dumb Dago. Like Jesus, they don't make motherfuckers like that no more, man. There was uh, I was. It was funny you said it like that too. There was uh, do you remember the first uh, black racial thing that was said in the movie? There was only one. I, I thought there was more. Mm. There was only I'm one. I missed it. I just watched the shit. Uh, they call he called uh, the bartender called Apollo a jig, a jig clown. I didn't even catch that. He's at the bar, and it's where he Apollo was talking, right? Uh, and you know he was talking about uh, right. I, I don't remember, but he was doing his like Muhammad Ali thing, where he was right. being you know very rhyme orientated, right? Uh, putting on the show for the television camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that the bartender, the Irish bartender, is standing behind the bar, and he goes, uh, "These jig clowns." When are we going to get a real boxer again? Well, shit, that's okay. That's true to the, to what it was. So, so that that one that one was the old, the first one, and it, and I thought there would be more right. because I did also, and this is what I was going to say: the first Rockies were were darker. The, the, the way he originally wrote it was that uh, Rocky was an antihero and Mickey was a racist. Like wow, a and that's, but that would have made sense. But at the same time, would you have loved them as much? No, right. That's why. But that's why he made him. That the, he went and and changed the characters. That's what good made choice, yeah. good call. But that was the original, and you could see that though as the original. Though if you think about it, and the time period. But you know what? If he if he had been that, you wouldn't have cried when he died in three. You'd no. have been like, yeah, you motherfucker, goodbye, you racist prick. Yeah. And Rocky would have been crying for a racist. Good call. And here's another thing. Speaking to that point. You know, Rocky in the first one played a, a base. I don't know what you call him, but it, you know, like a like a. A loan shark? Not a loan shark, but oh, when he yeah, was working yeah. for Gazzo, yeah, well, if, you didn't, if you didn't pay... He'd break your bones. He'd break your bones. Yeah, yeah. And a he collector. Was a collector. And he was supposed to break dude's thumb, and he didn't. Yeah. And you, you, you knew that wasn't really who he was. He was just doing it to make money. He, he wasn't that guy. It wasn't well, yeah. in him. But I like how he says it. He goes, why didn't you break his thumb? He goes, well, you know, I figured... That, you know. Hey, let me do the figuring, Rock. Let me do the figuring. I'll do the figuring. But, you know, if you had broken thumbs and he can't go to work and now he can't pay you. <laughs> what do you don't think? I hear things. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, of um, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away if I ask like this. But uh, what does Gazzo and someone else in that movie have in common? You just said it. Well, I, I don't know. Tally Shear. Oh. Adrian. But they're uh, both in in in. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Godfather. He is in Godfather too. He's in Godfather too. Yeah. Not two, two. Yeah, but, but two. Also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gazzo's in that. Oh, and there was a scene where just before Rock's getting ready to fight, the two of them, he Gazzo's kind of like, and I like Gazzo's character. He actually like cared about Rock. Yeah. Um, because there's a moment in two, and based on where we're at time wise, I think we can get into two because my notes are pretty much done for one. I got a little bit more, but we'll go on. All right. Um, they're leaning up against a building that night before the fight, and Gazel's trying to, you know, let them know, hey man, support, excuse me, support you, love you, all that. You know the building they're leaning up against? Pat's Steakhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you see Pat's a little... It yeah. used to have a smaller sign, just that little P. Yeah, that's how long that fucking joint has been there, man. Yeah. Since the fucking 70s. God. Well, okay, so here's, here's, the, here's some of the stuff that I have. Um, they, they listed him in the movie, though, as a 50-to-1 underdog. Right. It wasn't 50. It couldn't have been 50-to-1. Right. 
had to be like 250 to 1. Oh, okay. Because he was, uh, uh, it was this guy, this no-name guy, that I just thought was weird that they didn't catch that in the movie. Um, oh. Dude, dude, again, again, it goes back to the comedy thing. I'm sorry. There's that scene. There's a line in there when uh, he's calling Adrian out. This is at the end of the movie. And he's calling, you Adrian in the ring, and, yeah. And she comes over, right? And do you know what the line was? No. What happened to your hat? He says to her, "Uh huh." Right. She's wearing a hat, right? And he gets knocked off while she's running right. to come see him. Right. And his line is, "What happened to your hat?" I I I, I give him correct. You know what? Yeah, man. Listen, I I said this before on the podcast. Stallone is a great writer. He is a good He's writer. He's a good fucking writer. Like, it, you get thrown off by the Rocky character because he's somewhat stupid. But, dude, to write shit like that, and again, that's such a character trait that he would do that. That's genius, man. Dude, it really was. because I, And, and when, the reason I bring this up is because of my son, True, uh, who's autistic. Yeah. I think that's... You know, they didn't have the name for it like that right. or call people like on the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. But that's who Rocky is. To me, that's who he is. This, yeah. Because to, for him to notice and go, what happened to your hat? That's something my son would say in a moment of like right. whatever everything's going on and then right. see something changed and he doesn't understand why. Yeah. That would be like the question that he would ask. Yeah. Now, last question in this one, and it's not even a question. These one-handed push-ups. How many can you do? Me? I think we should try to do some one-handed push-ups after this show. Nigga, I can't do two-handed push-ups, nigga. I couldn't do, nigga, a, a push-up if I used both hands and you stood over me and helped pulled me up. <laughs> um, uh, uh, here's, 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 talk about little details, though. Oh, and I got, I got one more quiz. One more quiz, quiz thing. I'm just trying to find it. Uh, please. Oh, how the fuck can we talk about great characters and not talk about Paulie? Oh, dude. We all have a Paulie, don't we? But Burt Young is is a, one and of yeah, those you, underrated. What's the, what's the movie you love? Uh, uh, you made me watch yeah, the, yeah, the Pope of Greenwich Village yeah. when he's the main right. main bad guy. Dude, Burt Young is such a good fucking actor. Yeah, I wish I had seen him in more though, because other than Rocky. I never seen him in anything until you told me about that movie, and then when he did, he did, a, he did a, an episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, and he was good in that. He's been in a lot of, but they're all small. I'm sure. I'm sure if we looked him up, right, he probably has more like work. Like he probably produces or does something in, in right. more in Hollywood because the dude was really good. He was really good, man. It was just this. Uh, yeah, a, you want the bird? Yeah, I need the bird. <laughs> he also had some good one-liners every now and then yeah. too. You know, he did, man. Yeah, I love. Uh, is it? Uh, it it's further, and, I, and we probably should. But that line when he's mad at Rocky because uh, he doesn't. He, everybody's making money, and he's poor. And yeah. this, this must be three because he uh, must be three because he's already. Uh, he's jealous, though. He's jealous. Yeah, and he gets in a whole fight. And he wants to beat Rocky up, and Rocky's just moving. And he's save fighting. it for the save it for oh, three, man, brother. That save is it for such a good. I, I, one. Yeah, it okay, is. Okay, um, I'll save it. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it's hard to talk about these because these are, and that's the great thing about these. Till three, yes, I think till three, one, two, and three. It's one movie, right? It they just fit the characters all play the same. I can't wait till we talk about four and five, but let me not, let me not. Because here's the thing: what you're saying, once you pull the thread, yeah, 
you can't stop. No, and you're right. But we can kind of talk about two because you said we we're going to talk yes. about two. And here's right. Well, go ahead. But two, the reason I say it's the same movie, and and I can say this a little bit going forward right. without ruining the thread here that we're talking. They played the end of the first uh, of Rocky One is how Rocky Two starts. Yes. And the same goes for three. Two. They do two to three. Two. They play the end of two. I think they three. stopped at three. Yeah, I think after yeah. three, I don't think they did it the same right. exact way. They might have. I wish they bit, had kept doing that though. But but that's what makes them one movie to me, right? Because it's just a continuation from where we left off, almost like the television series when right. you would watch that show on your favorite television show on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and then it would you would be and then you go, oh, if there's only a few minutes left, how? Are you? And then it would go, dun, 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 and it right. oh yeah, 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 and yeah, you were yeah. just irritated. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't wait for the next, next week, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of how I feel about these. Um. Here's another little tidbit of a quiz. There's a scene in Rocky um, where Mick takes Rocky's locker. and As Rocky said, he puts his luggage on Skid Row. It's in a bag, and it's hanging off a hook. And he gives the locker to a fighter named Dipper. And if you look, and Dipper has one line. He goes, hey, Rock, I dig your locker, man. This guy played a boxer in another movie. And I know you're not going to know it. I know. I know. But if, to the people, some of y'all may know it, especially if you get a chance to watch it. Tell me the boxer. I, well, I'm going to say it. He was a boxer in Rocky, and talk about coming full circle, who could speak clearly and was uh, coherent to playing a boxer in Harlem Nights who stuttered. Same guy. Really? You remember a guy in Harlem Nights uh-uh. who stuttered? Uh, I'm a kick somebody's that's him Ad, that's him and and richard pryor is making that face where he's going <laughs> trying to follow the stuttering um and remember danny aiello goes uh he jenny danny aiello fucks with him he goes can i get your autograph jack <laughs> yeah yeah that's the same actor um and here's one more thing before we move on to rocky two Here's another great moral of a story. There's a such thing as overconfidence. And often when you're not humble and you're too cocky, humility comes and forces you to act right. I love the fact that in Rocky, Apollo was so arrogant and was just, I'm a beat, this dude is a But his manager was like, hey man, I don't know. His manager was like, hey man, this dude, there's one part where Apollo's in his office and he's talking with the promoter and all the conversation is about everything but the fight. The promotion, the good, the money, the commercials, who's flying in, the special guests, who's sitting where. And uh, Apollo's manager is sitting in a chair and he's watching Rock hit the beef for the news. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. know why this nigga's shirt is open, but this nigga's shirt is 70s. open. 70s. Okay. <laughs> and he goes... Hey, 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 champ, you got to come take a look at this boy you about to fight. Uh, he means business. And Apollo goes, yeah, yeah, I mean business too. I'll drop him in three. And it just reminded me of that moment. I went to the Oscar De La Hoya-Fernando Vargas fight. And I remember how cocky Vargas was. And I know Vargas. I, I met him on Best Damn Sports. Cool dude. But this was this whole thing where everybody was about, and they were both Mexican. But, you know. Oscar, because he was a pretty boy and the bitches loved him, all the hardcore vatos, they thought Oscar was a bitch. Now, if you, I'm a fight fanatic. 
If you ever watched Oscar, and I've seen all his fights, Oscar ain't no bitch, nigga. He was like Sugar Ray. Pretty motherfucker that'll beat the shit out you. Yeah, he just happened to be a model-looking nigga and could talk well and articulate. He was the good-looking dude. So the hardcore vatos, they didn't like that. Fernando represented them. Not that good-looking from the streets. He was the real Mexican, while De La Hoya was this pansy fake. And I remember I went to the fight, and I went to the weigh-in. And Best Damn Sports Show sent me down there to interview both dudes and cover it. And I remember at the weigh-in, and, and, and we later found out Vargas was on steroids. So he was really feeling his nuts because he was feeling stronger. He looked ripped, cut up, all of that. So he gets there first. He takes his shirt off. And, you know, he's fucking, the way he walked in, he strutted with this fucking, I'm the motherfucking man. He had all these boys with him, the entourage, the bitches. The look on his face was, nigga, I'm about to tear your ass up. So he's sitting there. He strips down. Then comes De La Hoya, small team, almost nobody, dressed real quiet. And he's, he, he takes his shirt off, too. And as Vargas steps up on the scale, he's flexing like a bodybuilder. He's giving you all the fucking, both fists are at the ears. He's fucking doing this shit so his abs pop. And there's De La Hoya looking over, just looking, doing small, slow shadow boxing. You know, like, okay. Cut to the fight. De La Hoya beat the shit out that nigga. So, humility, man. I was at the Tyson Holyfield fight, the first one. And same thing. Mike was, I remember when the press conference, Mike goes, you know, when I was in prison, you said a lot of bad things about me, Mr. Holyfield. I'm going to fuck you up. And I remember Mike came in, black towel. Mike was such in a rush, he was moving his guys out the way to get to the ring. Jumped in the ring, you know, doing the same shit Vargas did. Cut to De La Hoya. I mean, Holyfield is coming out to gospel music. He got the Lord playing. Now, this is Tyson versus God. Holyfield beat the shit out, Mike. Humility, people. Apollo wasn't humble. I'll drop him in three. Mm. You know, uh, before we move on, though, too, because you brought up that scene, this, the genius scene is the boxing, the 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 beating up the meat. Yeah. I, I, I never, do you know where he got that from? I, I don't know. No, no. That's... But if, you know, if you're out there and you know, send it to us. Hit, but the visually, hitting the meat, the blood, the on blood the, on the yeah, that was just like, yeah. And and Paulie's going, you you you're breaking the ribs, right? You're breaking the you're breaking the ribs, yeah. And you, I and, never even really thought about that till you pointed it out. And 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 you know what that means? You know what that means? Right. The fight that's coming up. He's breaking those ribs, right? And you know what? Incidentally, here's another good piece of historical fact. You know the whole Rocky concept is based on Chuck Wepner. but it's just the idea. Is it's not based on him because he knocked but the idea of he it. He knocked yeah. Ali down. The yeah. only man to knock Ali, Ali down. No, he wasn't the only one. Well, the first he, one, the first one. He knock. wasn't the first one. Henry Cooper was the first one in England. Uh, my t- uh, Ali fought Henry Cooper in England, and uh, Henry Cooper knocked him down. Ali was showboating, and when Ali got up, Ali beat that nigga into a bloody mess, and the fight was stopped. But yeah, okay. Chuck Webner was was a guy who, when Ali fought him. He, not only did he knock him down, oh, Ali won by knockout, but it was late. He went to, oh, he damn near went the distance. So that's what. So the, yeah, that's where. Yeah. And, and but. To, There's a great 30 for 30 on Chuck Webner. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But to Sylvester Sloan's maybe not the 
right thing to maybe the right or wrong thing to do. He admitted that that that's where he got the idea for it. Right. Chuck Wepner sued him. God, I can't, you just made me think of something else. Right. And then they settled out of court and he paid him. But that, but the, the story is not Chuck Wepner's story. The idea of, of a boxer cocky. Yeah, over getting knocked down. Yeah, is is what the story is. But yes, yeah, Chuck Webner got paid for it. Yeah, and again, Stallone's a great writer, but nigga, you a little bit of a great theft too. Well, because there's something in Rocky Five that I didn't know. Oh, he got from God. See what I'm saying, dude? It's, it's so hard. hard to leave. I'll just leave it okay. there. But but in all these in all these stories that you see, very few stories. Films, movie, they, they're sparked from something that someone sees happening, and then yes. they, and then they develop an idea afterwards. Yes, but damn, dude, I'm telling you, in Rocky Five, it's he damn near verbatim. Really? Yes, because I'll uh, tell you off the thing. Okay, but, but I don't want to say it because we no. got to leave the audience wanting more. But but there, you know, uh, there's this Epstein thing going on right now with the you know the dude who was trafficking uh, young girls. Mm-hmm. There's a. Um, there's a, a a law and order special victims unit. Yeah, that's the same exact story. Uh huh. So everybody writes. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, l- yeah. Listen, things are inspired. You know, people get inspired. You know, I remember once I saw Eddie Murphy on Inside the Actor Studio, and he was talking about whenever he had to do a scene where he had a gun and he had to point it at somebody. He didn't know what cool face to make, so he took Bruce Lee's face. Bruce Lee used to make an expression when he. Got ready to fight, and he said, "I just imitated Bruce Lee's face." So well, yeah, we and you know, this is just—I don't know if it is fun to anybody else that's going to hear this, but you know, uh, in uh, shit, God, we got to move on because we only got right now. We got fifteen. Okay, and but I'm I got to get this. In, I'm gonna stretch it to an extra five, this, this, so we can do twenty this, minutes of Rocky too. Mike Myers in uh, what's the one million dollars? The character? Yeah, the character. Oh, the 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 fuck Austin Powers. Austin Powers. But what's that? The, the oh, I don't know. The bad guy. I don't, and when we go back to comedies, I know that movie was made in the nineties. Was that the eighties? No, that was nineties. Yeah, because they're gonna talk about that. It's overrated to me. But yeah, go but, ahead. but he goes one million. Yeah, one, and he does that little pinky thing. Yeah. Do you know whose voice he's using and all that from the James Bond movies? No, no, that's not no. James Bond. What? That's uh, the dude from Saturday Night Live, the producer. What's his name? Lauren Michaels. That's Lauren Michaels' voice and these little motions, all that little, little Yeah, but that's different from straight word no, for word. No, no, I understand that. But he, but people get inspired by characters. Yeah, that yeah, they see. yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry David has a book that uh, all the names that they used on Seinfeld are people's names. And when he hears a name that goes, ooh, that's a name that, like, if I was writing a joke, that sounds like a good name in a joke. He writes everything down. Like, all these... There's just certain things that hit people's ears, and people take those. Got you. Okay, I think we're done with Rocky 1, aren't we? Yo, round two. Rocky 2. Okay, so now they got a few more dollars. Did you see that there was a... Not much. They didn't spend much more, but the intro was a little bit... Round the second one, we got a little bit more. Oh, yeah, it was a little bit cleaner. Cleaner? Yeah. Got a little bit nicer. And the story tracks that way, too. Right? Yeah. And now... We start where we left off in Rocky, like I said earlier. Right. Like they said, we start off where they started off, ended in Rocky One, where they were, and they're being driven to the hospital. And now, yeah, now they're on their way to the hospital. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Apollo is salty because, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't supposed to do that. No, you know, and, and it's kind of, I like, I don't know, if it was intentional when he wrote it, but I like right. at the end of Rocky One where he goes, uh, "There ain't gonna," he goes, uh, "I don't ain't want no rematch. rematch. Ain't gonna be one." Know. 
right. then and then immediately when he gets at the hospital and, and and I think that that is more honest. You would after a fight like that you'd go I don't want to do this again and right. then you realize your reputation's on the line and right. you're in the hospital and people are asking you questions that you don't want to answer. Right. And you're like I got to I got to I got to fight I got to do this again. Right. So I th- I think there's some honesty to it even if it wasn't written Inten- I don't know if it was written intentionally or not. I don't know that he knew that he was going to get a franchise out of this. I think he did. Because after the hit of the first one, yeah, but he knew. But he wrote it already. That right, right. Oh, when you're saying he's going, ain't going to be one. one. Yeah. That'd be one of those, if you ever met Sly, you ask him that. Was that it was, it was his was idea it that was over? Or right. was that the, the, he felt like those two characters would say that? And then... Two, he already had framed up going, no, he's going to come back because now, well, what I just said, right. your reputation's on the line. You, you made to look like a little bit of a fool. Now you've got to come back out. And then that's where that aggravation comes from. Right. Um, we addressed this earlier in the first one. Uh, one of my favorite moments in that Rocky two is because now Apollo is seething and he wants this fight. And they're sitting in the office and uh, – I wish I could think of his real name. Uh, again, Apollo's manager goes, "Okay, man, let's just go after some new meat." And he goes, uh, "He goes, he goes. Why are you after this so hard, man? I won, but I didn't beat him." Do you, let me ask you something. I think his name was Tony. 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 Something. He goes, you, "You think you think I beat him?" And Tony doesn't answer right away. He slides back in his seat, and the pause means he's already answered it. Right. But he goes, "I think the guy got damn lucky." You know, uh, let's just go after somebody new. And he goes, what are you afraid of, man? And this is what I love. Tony gets up and he walks to the desk to get in Apollo's face. And he goes, uh, honestly, the man's all wrong for us, baby. I've never seen a man get beat that bad. And the man kept coming after you. I know what you're feeling. Let it go. It gives me chills because his dude knows what Apollo really knows. But that mentality, that ego, that that warrior spirit, this motherfucker, I wouldn't know way he was supposed to do that with me. Knock me down. Go the distance. I'm the champ. But these guys telling him, man, I see something you ain't. This is the wrong nigga for us. Let it go. That pride, man. That pride, yo. Pride's landed more people yeah. face down than anything else in yeah. the world. You know, this is interesting, though, uh, and we didn't bring it up in the first part in Rocky 1, but I think, you know, now we're in 2. Right. Why Philadelphia? In Sylvester, terms of? Sylvester Stallone is from New York. Oh. Uh. And I don't think this movie works any other place besides Philadelphia. It doesn't work the same way if it's yeah, New York. Yeah, because I don't know that... Is it because of the boxers at the time? I where, think so. Where, some Joe bo- Frazier. Frazier's from Philly. Philly. But I don't know that any New York fighters, like what New, I don't know of any New York fighters that where it's like this is a, how people go, this is a, a college town for football. It's known for college for like Philly, I guess produced. I don't even really know other than Joe Frazier who's from Philly. But, be, but it be, because Italian, you know, I think... New York, you right. think that New York voice? I don't even understand that that accent. It's it's not is it? It's not a Philly. Is is, is Sylvester Sloan's accent a Philly accent? Is a New York accent? I think it's a retarded accent. <laughs> it's just a dumb man's accent. You read. And when you talk about comedy, I'm glad you mentioned that because now it's going to bring me back to the comedy. 
unintentionally funny, but a characteristic trait. Yeah. One of the funniest lines ever. After when Rocky's marrying Adrian, and Gazzo says to him in the church, "You know, Rock, now that you done come into this money, have you ever thought of investing in condominiums?" And he goes, to "Tell you the truth, I never wore one." Come on, man. <laughs> come on. Man. Dude, I never. I, and it was funny because I was a kid, so I don't know if that joke had been around before. That joke is fucking funny. Yeah, it is. This nigga thinks condominiums, condominiums is are condoms. condoms. That's fucking great. Um, and I didn't realize until Rocky Two that just like in Rocky One, the lead doo-wop singer was Sylvester Stallone's brother, brother, Frank, Frank Stallone. Stallone. And I actually rode back on a plane with him in first class, and we chopped it up. About boxing, because we, he, you know, he loves boxing for obvious reasons, and I loved him. We must have talked for two hours, man. But yeah, he's the doo wop singer. There yeah, are yeah. two kinds of love that you ought to know. There are two kinds of love. Well, he really wanted to be a singer. Yeah, and he can't sing. He can't sing, but he's still. It's loungy. He, like he's a loungy, and he looks like his brother. Oh, he looks like Sly, dude. Yeah, that so, must suck to look like somebody. Who's that famous and that successful, and you're the brother of him, but you're not him. Right. What is that fallout pussy like? That's like the Wahlbergs. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. Like, we know who Donnie is. Yeah. And back in the day, new kids, he was bigger than his brother, but now his brother Mark is the shit. And better looking. But then there's Paul. <laughs> Paul Wahlberg. Have y'all seen this motherfucker? He's not, but he probably, you know who has the best life? Who? Paul? Shit. Come on. Sell man. me on that. Over Mark? He doesn't have any of the hangups. He doesn't have to deal with any of that. Man, he, you will never get me to buy that shit. Mark Wahlberg is an A list, top tier, rich, good looking, muscular movie star. Paul looks like, nigga, uh, he works uh, in a. Like, what the character from Punchback of Notre Dame? He looked like, nigga, he's got on a green robe and, like, something like that nigga went bobbing for apples and battery acid. You're right, but he's had a whole life of being Paul. Yeah. And Mark has good vibrations. Good vibe. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> you know he hates that. Yeah, of course. If you if If you bring up. Good vibration. He, hey, I would like just to piss him off. Imagine just going up to him and going, "Can you feel it, baby?" <laughs> dude, dude, you know, uh, you, you know, he was offered uh, a part in that band in the his brother's ba- the band. The he, he didn't and he didn't take it. Well, yeah, what was the name of the band though? Uh, New Kids on the Block. New Kids. Okay, he yeah. was so he was offered the part in that. Uh, to play one, to be in the band, right. he turned it down because because that's not what I do. That's not, and then he did good vibrations. Yeah, that's not what I do. Yeah, can you feel it, baby? <laughs> that is so fucking cheesy, nigga. Dude, uh, and, 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 listen, I, Donnie Wahlberg, he wasn't trying to be a nigga. He just was a pretty boy from Boston who was the harder, who was the hard one of the group. You know, Jordan, and I don't know the rest of them niggas' names, but they were the pretty boys, you know. Donnie was the pretty boy, but the rebel. He was the Bobby Brown. He was never trying to be a nigga. He was just hard Boston. Mark wanted to be a nigga. He There's got- no way you go, 
Can you feel it, baby? Dude, he got in a lot of trouble. You know that he... That, uh, you know his background? No. We're going to have this discussion on a different podcast. Okay. Because this will take up the whole hour. Okay. So we're going to shift back over to Rocky. <laughs> Uh, there's a whole other, there's a whole other side of it, but, but before I go away, cause there's just one dumb thing right. that I want to say, cause you said he hates that song right. in the movie, uh, Rockstar, in the outtakes, there's the outtakes where he's on stage and he's supposed to be the lead singer of the band. And you know, he's, you know, there's he's singing into the mic, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the music guy, yeah. uh, the DJ who's playing the music so that he put in good vibrations. And so you see him on the outtakes, and then he's like, yeah, very funny. Very funny, guys. Very funny. But was it a very funny, I'm really pissed, or was it a very funny, ha-ha, I'm finding it cute? It was so, everybody was laughing so much on the stage that he had to find, see that it was did funny. Did he smile? Did he, did he show teeth? It was, you know, it was that his look, you know, that very funny guys, that wow. very funny guys look. Listen, I would be mad at that. If my career didn't do anything but that. But to be the actor and the star you are now, why would you let that bother you? You shouldn't. Cause you have, you, because that, regardless, that's part of what brought you to where uh, you are. Uh, let's get back to Rocky. All right. Um, Can you do that one thing one more time, though? The- oh, yeah, because it so, it's so cheesy. And, and it's such an attempt at being sexy. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> Okay, now. <laughs> so fucking corny. Yeah. But to a 13-year-old girl, she was creaming in her joints. Um, another another great moment of Rocky II that I loved. And I love the fact that, you know, here he is. He's, he hasn't been... He doesn't turn sophisticated and intelligent till three. Right. So he's still kind of... you. He can't drive. Niggas stepping on the gas in the brake with both feet. Can't uh, read the dummy cards. Can't read the dummy cards. I love when that cue yeah. cards and they call it the dummy, the cards. dummy cards. Oh my god! Uh, he can't get a job, and at one point uh, he was working at the meat factory that Paulie used to work at. Because now Paulie's doing his old job, breaking thumbs. And Paulie's actually breaking thumbs. And Paulie's actually breaking thumbs. Um, so Rocky just got laid off, and he's punching a heavy bag. And Adrian and him have the first, you know, oh, you know, you can't work. The doctor said your eye. I could work back at the pet shop. And Rocky's like, you know, and again, it's when men were men. Rocky goes, you know, I'm the man. I'm supposed to provide. I don't want you working at the pet shop. And besides, you're pregnant. So then he just goes, hey, look, could you put dinner on, Adrian? I just want to finish my workout. Then he proceeds to hit the bag, and the frustration sets in. His life ain't going right. He's supposed to, he's having this internal struggle with, I'm supposed to be a fighter. That's my gut. That's my core. It's who I am. I can't provide for my woman. And he starts punching it back. But as he's punching it, the face snarls and he's hitting it harder. It's just a real moment, man. Where, again, I, I, once Rocky Three happens, the common man can't relate to that. They still love the character. Yeah. But they can't relate to the Rocky success. But they can relate to, God damn, I can't take care of my woman. Provide. I'm, I can't get a job. Shit is fucked up. They can't relate to it, but they can imagine it because that's what everybody well, we wants. All, we but, but all that's imagine what, it. But you, that's why you that's why you have a Rocky movie so that you can go there even and if live you never, through him. Even if you never make it, yeah, you can go through there living right. through, vicariously. You right. can go there. Yeah, because at one point they cut to even Mickey's watching Apollo on TV talking about. I want the Italian stallion. Where are you, stallion? You're running from me. Come out of hiding. Fight me. I'll beat him any place, anytime, anywhere. 
and Mickey takes whatever is in his cup and throws it at the TV. He goes, get the bum. Let's break him. So he goes to Rocky's house to talk to him. That's the other thing. He goes to Rocky's house. Right. Didn't pick up his cell phone because there was no cell right. phones. 1976. Yeah. Or, no, this is 79 now. I right, think. right, so, right, right. And he's just pounding on the door. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. And yeah, it's yeah. sick. But what's so great about that is, to me, the pounding on the door yeah. sounds like Mickey. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he gathered all that old strength through them weak fists and pounded on it. It's almost like instead of just, it's like, like it's, right, right. Rock, 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 rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before that, they're in the bedroom, and Rocky says the most poignant thing to me. When he tells Adrian, you know, I ain't never stop asking you to be a woman. Please, don't ask me to stop being a man. Whew. Ooh, I get the shivers. Oh, I'm so old school in my thinking. And that's why, you know, look, ladies, you want to go out and you want to fucking make a name for yourself and get a career. And you want to fucking prove your worth and your independence and help go Dutch on the rent and the bills. Fine. But God damn it. Let's not not be who we were bred and born to be. I'm not asking you to stop being a woman. Don't ever ask me to stop being a man. Kyla, I ain't washing no fucking dishes. Right? Shit. <laughs> Rocky was a man, nigga. Rocky washed some dishes, man. Yeah. Um. He had to rinse out that egg glass. Nah, he ain't even watch no goddamn. He had to rinse out the egg glass. Nah, man, fuck that. Rocky, nah. Did you, okay, when you, did you ever eat a raw egg because of, because of the Rocky I movie? Tried. Because of the Rocky movie. Because though. of the Rocky yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I, I it didn't tried, go so well. I didn't, didn't especially yeah. when I tried to follow it up with raw bacon. Nigga, <laughs> 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 one of my favorite scenes comedically, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Baby's My Baby's Mama. Yeah. Yeah. That scene when, I think it was Anthony Anderson was thinking about getting fit and there's a scene where he puts the the eggs in the glass and he's battling am i drinking this shit and finally he goes man fuck this cut to a skillet on the stove and he puts the eggs in the skillet and then throws it in a pound of bacon oh that shit was so fucking funny um mick the part where adrian finally uh well not finally like i you know but she goes into the induced coma because distress. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's some powerful pussy. But here, again, here's the realism of it. Rocky couldn't get his head right because his woman didn't give him the green light. Like, ladies, do you understand how valuable y'all are to us? Yeah, we talk a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, sometimes y'all are the fuel to our soul. And this nigga could not. And even if she had boxed, until she gave him the green light, he probably would have got his block knocked off. Yeah, because he couldn't be... He couldn't he could, focus. He couldn't be 100% in. Right, and because because Paulie recognized that, and he goes over there, and he shakes her up, and she gets stressed out, and she goes into this coma. You're going to get him killed. Right, right. Um, I love him, Paulie, and you don't! Um, Rocky goes over, and he's in, he's in church, and he's sitting in the pew, you know, just you know dealing with this. And Mick comes over. And Mick goes, uh, I want you to fight this guy hard like you did the first time. That was beautiful. But then Mick has this revelation where he goes, I, I, I don't want to do the wrong thing in a biblical place like this. Is biblical a word? <laughs> yeah, but it's not using the right context. Okay. See, that again, to the character. Yeah, it works. That's Mickey. He ain't going to say the right thing. He's going to be politically correct. In his attempt to be right, he fucks up. But that's why you loved him. 
in a biblical place like this. And then he goes, if you want to blow this thing, kid, I'll sit here and I'll blow it with you. That's fucking great. If he had been the racist and been like, why don't you fight that nigga hard like you did the first time? Don't lay down for this spook. Uh, I, I can't get mad in a biblical place like this. And if you want to blow your thing here for this cunt, I'll sit here with you. You wouldn't have loved Nick. <laughs> so it made sense. Um, no, you know, um, in two, too, one of the scenes that, you know, as hard as Nick is supposed to be, that nail, as hard right. as nails, right? He put, a, he put a nail in his thumb and he punched me in my, you know. Yeah. When Rocky goes, he goes, uh, tells the one guy, change the spit buckets. And Rock goes, I got it. Right. And he's like, no, Rock, no. Yeah. Because you knew right there, that's, that's that moment where he showed where, like, he's still going to be who Mick is. Right. But his love for Rock, you can't do that because it's going to be, right. you looked, that's not, you're, you're above that. And if you do that, everybody's going to look at you the wrong way. And he knew that. Right. And that's his love for Rock right there. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because it takes me to something else I wanted to mention. When Rocky decides <clears throat> he wants to fight again and he goes to Mick and he's asking Mick to train him and Mick's against it at first and he does the eye test with his finger. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I see it. But then he does the thing and he finally slaps him. He goes, what do you think Apollo would do to you? He gave the whole side of your head in. And Rocky just goes, and this, again, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but this is why I say Rocky is for us what Fifty Shades of Grey was for women. It, it, it speaks to a man on a primal level where it has a great balance between machoism and femininity. And he, and he goes, uh, hey, Mick, I, I just got to be around it. I got to feel it. I want to be around it. Like if you've ever loved something in your life, a passion, you know, I, 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 I got to do this. It's in my blood. I got to smell it. I got to see it. I got I to be around it. it it's just, it's, it's, it's the realest shit ever. You think that's like when an ex-porn star becomes a fluffer? <laughs> <laughs> and she's staring at the dick. Even if I don't suck it, I got to be around it. Oh, <laughs> uh, And, you know, this is where the love story still takes effect. Um. As Adrian's in that coma, man, there he is, by her side. The whole time. Reading. He couldn't read. He's reading to her. He's hoping. And, you know, so ladies, when you think men aren't sensitive, trust me. I gave y'all a homework assignment before. Watch Rocky with your man. Don't say nothing. Just have a marriage. Plan it out. And I know I said this on a podcast, but I'm going to say it again because it's important. Plan it out. Make it. Fuck that. Babe, tomorrow. We're having a Rocky festival. Counting the Creed movies, there's eight of them. Block out a whole fucking day and night. Sylvester Stallone does not count the Creed movies as part of the Rocky. Well, it is. It's almost like, you know. <laughs> you tell Sylvester the Stallone. The side notes. <laughs> um, but make a day for it. Make it special for him. The same way, ladies, you would want your man to draw your bath water and make it special for you. Light candles. Go get him Subway. Go get him Togo's, Quiznos. Chips. 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 Whatever his favorite. Sour cream set. and onion. Sour cream and onion. Some Coronas, some Heinekens, some Bud Lights. No, nothing light. All the heavy shit. Save light for another day. Carb field madness. All right? Lay everything out. You know, the sandwiches, the chips, the dips, the drinks. Sit next to him, asshole, naked. Naked. But don't 
sit on top of him. Sit away from him. And let him watch it. But box of Kleenex, I guarantee you this nigga will tear up. You know, every now and then you take a bathroom break. But watch these movies with him. Don't ask no questions. Shut the fuck up. And whenever you hear the suck his dick. Lean over at that moment, put his cock in your mouth. And just suck it till the music stops. And every time there's crescendo, get aggressive with it. Move your throat and neck to the tune. Every you boom. You hook him up. I think women listen to that. The nigga will not leave you. He won't leave you. If women would listen to the Rocky theme song yes. before they blew you, yes. they could deep throat every time. They did the practice. It's that song, though. They'll get him. It'll like get him. him. The crescendo. When he's running up the steps, that's when you make the ah noise. <laughs> Understand? Um, <laughs> because it's beautiful once she wakes up. And he goes, I knew you'd come back. And then here's the moment. And I've always said this. This is every man's money shot. When he goes, hey, yo, Adrian, I've been thinking, if you don't want me mixing up with Creed, we'll figure out some other kind of way. There's one thing I want you to do. What's that? Come here. Come here. When? What are we waiting for? Let's take him. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I got to play it because me doing it ain't the same as actually hearing it. Ladies, this is every man's moment. And while I'm looking for this, I'm going to hit you one more time. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? (laughs) Matter of fact, fellas, when she's sucking your dick, say that. (laughs) I don't know what's funnier. If she's sucking your dick and you say it, or she stops and looks up at you and she says it. And she says it with the bass. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> I think with the bass would make me very nervous. I'm like, Did I, I don't know. That might, that might turn me on oh. a little bit. You've given her throat so deep, she turns into <laughs> you. Okay. This is, this is the fucking, come on, man. Oh, this is the, and what's so great about this moment is not only does she say what he wants to hear. But the music, it supports it. Do you know who the who did the music? Uh, who? Jesus? Bill Conte. Oh, God. Oh, well, hopefully they don't run no goddamn ad. Okay. One of the most memorable scenes, it says. There's one thing I wish you'd do for me. What? Come here. Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Rocky 1 and Rocky 2. Join us next week. 
Ah, boys and girls, there it is, Rocky One and Rocky Two. There was really one nigger in those movies. If we just count Apollo Creed, sure, there was the black trainer in the black extras, but no one counts those Negroes. So join us next week when we will be in Atlanta, home of the best civil rights nigger ever, Martin Luther King, as we talk about Rocky Three and potentially Rocky Four. All right, boy, that was a good one. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm Carl Weathers, and uh, my partner is Mickey Goldberg. Yep. Uh, they didn't bury him right in the movie, by the way. But They we'll, didn't bury him right? Nah. Who? Mickey. You t- That was Rocky Three. We'll talk about that okay. when we get him back next week. I love that cliffhanger. Next week, uh, we talk about the kike and the burial. <laughs> Yo, y'all know our shit, man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got to tell you. Emails, AerieSpears45 uh, at Hotmail. The, the nigger in the kike. Ah, Rocky. Let me stop. Message me on Instagram, man. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, we out? We gone, nigga. Can you feel it, baby?